Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Cavalry Student Connection. This is Kaysen Kelly. I'm back with my dear friend Madison Banks. Hey, guys. Welcome back. We hope you're doing well. We hope quarantine is treating you well. And I know that we have kind of not had a typical quarantine. I have still been working. I work on a ranch, so I've still been out there. And I know, Madison, you've been working from home. Oh, yeah. The work never stops, but it's a good complaint to have that we still have jobs. Yes. An absolute blessing. Uh, We are going to dive right into the music, and let's have Madison. Kick it off? Kick it off. (laughs) Okay. So, one of the songs that I have been having on repeat (laughs) that has been (laughs) ministering to my heart is called I Found My Hope. And I don't really know how to pronounce the artist's name. I think it's Lovekin. It's L-O-V-K-N. So one of my favorite parts of this song, um, well, there's a lot of really good parts, but I guess just kind of like the main um, chorus, it says that I found my hope. His name is Jesus, and he's the anchor of my soul and the savior of my life. So I think that's just a beautiful picture of salvation and what it does to your heart and yeah so i really like that that reminds me of anchor for my soul which i believe is josh garrels oh i love josh garrels that's another good one (laughs) but that is not my song for today although a good one yes my song for today is hidden by united pursuit featuring will reagan uh it is an awesome song it starts off super slow and then it picks up a little bit from there But it says, the sun, moon, and stars shout your name, they give you reverence, and I will do the same with all my heart, I give you glory. And I love that verse of the song. It seems to sprout from Psalm 19, so I don't know if this was really what the writer of the song was thinking about, but it did pop this chapter into my mind when I heard it. And so Psalm 19.1 says, The heavens are telling of the glory of God, and their expanse is declaring the work of his hands. Day to day pours forth speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. So this is really cool. It's just talking about how the creation of God reveals his power and his divinity. And it, it really does. And this is another one of those topics that I can go way off on into Nerdville. And um, Nerdville. Yeah, Nerdville. <laughs> it's a magical place. It's a real town. But not everybody wants to go there all the time. So, um, but it is really cool. And uh, we can just walk out the front door and witness the creation. And that itself is speaking of the glory of God. And so I'm going to leave that there for now, but Hidden by Will Reagan, awesome song. You should check it out. So I will definitely add that to my playlist. Good, good. (laughs) Uh, We are going to do a little bit different um, organization for this podcast. We are going to go from here into a live video that we recorded, and we're going to be answering questions about Colossians 1. Basically, we just put out a announcement to the students at our church 
and ask them to start reading through Colossians. So this week we are looking at Colossians 1, and we wanted, Madison and I, wanted to come together at the end of the week and discuss what we had all read together. So this live video that we're about to play in is going to be that discussion, and (laughs) there were some really good points made, and there were some really funny things said. So oh, yeah. There's always humor in this thing. <laughs> I really hope that you find some kind of enjoyment in this. And with that, here it is. I've noticed that the first part of Colossians chapter 1 has a lot about prayer for fellow people in ministry. So how can I be praying for people that I don't even know about? So that is a good question. And we see, let's go up to Colossians chapter 1. I'm going to read starting in verse 3. We give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love which you have for all the saints because of the hope laid up for you in heaven, of which you previously heard in the word of truth, the gospel, which has come to you, just as in all the world, also it is constantly bearing fruit and increasing, even as it has been doing in you, also since the day you heard of it and understood the grace of God in truth. Just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow bondservant, who is a faithful servant of Christ on our behalf, And he also informed us of your love in the Spirit. For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience." joyously giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. So that got me really out of breath because Paul uses super run-on sentences, which is pretty typical for him. But I want to zoom in on especially verse 9 through 12. So uh, Going back to the question, how do I know how to pray for other people in the ministry if I don't even know them? Well, uh, Paul actually never made it to the church in Colossae. Um, He was writing to them, but he didn't actually start that church. Uh, We see up a little ways, he talked of Epaphras. Uh, It says in verse 7, just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow bond servant, who is a faithful servant of Christ on our behalf. Um, Epaphras is presumably the teacher or pastor figure in the church in Colossae at this time, and he would have been the one that would be teaching them. Paul was not there. So even in this letter, Paul didn't know these people that he was writing to. Since the day we heard of it, talking about the news in Colossae about the church, uh, he has not ceased to pray for them. So he's been praying the whole time for these people that he's never met. And we actually get an insight into what he was 
praying for them about. So we go in to see that he prayed that they would be filled with the knowledge of his will, so of the Father's will. And in this time, it would have been more difficult to discern what that will was than it is right now. Uh, they would not have had all of the written New Testament. They would have had these letters that Paul was sending out and other apostles were sending out. So with that in mind, he was he was praying that this new church full of what we would call baby Christians, just new believers, that um, the knowledge of God's will would be conveyed to these people. So that's always a good thing to be praying about, uh, especially for people who are in the ministry, that they would just know the will and carry it out. So that's one thing we keep going um, so that you walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects. Uh, So how do you know that you're walking in a manner worthy of the Lord? Well... In Ephesians 4.1, this is also Paul writing, and he actually tells us how we are to walk, which is really convenient. Um, so we're in Ephesians 4.1 right now, and I'll start reading there, just go for a couple of verses. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. So from here on, he's going to describe our calling. With all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace, there is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. So he tells us that we're supposed to be lowly and gentle, gentle to other believers, gentle to those in the world, and with long-suffering. So we're not to stop being gentle just because someone is not gentle to us, which is not an easy thing to do. Uh, I think we could all agree on that. And bearing one another in love. So we, we work together and we bear each other's burdens and endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. So what that tells me is really don't go around picking fights, um, especially with other believers. So, and it's happened all throughout church history, and I think it probably was happening in the church in Ephesus right now uh, when Paul was pinning this letter to them, and that's why he would include this in the letter. So he's he's warning against um, divisions in the church. So you want to keep the the unity of the Spirit. And we are told that we're one body through Christ. So um, cutting off an arm is not going to do well for the body as a whole. So you want to keep everything together there. And we'll go back now to Colossians 1 and pick up in verse 10. Uh, So that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. We just discerned what that would be. To please him in all respects, 
bearing the fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. There he lays out a couple more things that you should be praying for, for other people in an intercessory way, um, to please him in all respects, bearing fruit. So as Christians, we know that our faith is supposed to look like something. So uh, when, when we do the will of the Spirit, then that bears fruit in us, and that's the kind of fruit that he's talking about. For new believers especially, we want to provide them with resources and knowledge of the God that they have begun serving. So that's a super important aspect of it. Uh, We can't really (laughs) be expected to serve someone that we don't know, (laughs) right? Like... I don't know, but you want to to think of God rightly. Uh, if you're not thinking of God rightly, then it seems like you're not really serving the one true God. But if you do think of him rightly and serve him, uh, then that worship is is awesome, and that is. That's pretty much what he created you to do, to worship him, please him. Strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might, for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience. And so he's praying for strength for these new believers. Attaining of all steadfastness and patience. Patience is a key, especially if you're, you're not trying to create divisions. And joyously giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. So that is going to be pretty much my answer to that first question. And that was just how do I pray for others in the ministry that I don't necessarily know. So we want to look back on how Paul prayed for this church in Colossae, and that'll be a great representation for how we should pray. Madison, do you have any thoughts on that? You want to chime in? Yeah, no, I, I think that what you're saying is good. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, because you mentioned the word intercessory prayer, mm-hmm. for anyone that doesn't know, that's just praying on behalf of someone else, and so just good. a fun spiritual word to use. <laughs> yep. Take a look at the second question that we had. If you guys are thinking of any questions right now, you can put them in the chat and we'll answer them. Our second question is this. Also in Colossians 1, 10 through 11, it talks about walking worthy of the Lord so we may please him. How do I know that I am pleasing God? Because I don't want to mess that up. Ha <laughs> ha. It is true. You don't, you don't really want to mess that up, but we all do. So there is that. And there's grace for that when you do mess up. There's so. there's abundant grace for that. Um, all right, let's move down. We kind of already answered this, but there is one more thing that I would like to add. Uh, so how do you know if you are walking pleasing to God? Well, besides that Ephesians 4 passage that we mentioned earlier, uh, just in general... If you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, then you are pleasing him. And everything else is going to kind of take care of itself from there on out. 
So in Matthew 22, let me go to this real quick. I believe it's verse 37, 22, 37. So this is when the Pharisees came to Jesus uh, trying to trick him, asking him which is the greatest commandment in the law. He said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend the whole law and the prophets. So basically the Pharisees thought that they had Jesus in a little pickle. But um, (laughs) Jesus comes back. Actually, later down here it says that... No one was able to answer him a word, nor did anyone dare from that day on to ask him another question. So they did not, in fact, put Jesus in a pickle. <laughs> oh my but um, Jesus responded in love, yeah. and he said that the greatest commandment was to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. So I do think that that's, that's foremost for us still, and... If we do that, then the rest of uh, loving everyone else is going to fall into place. So that's what I would add to that question. How do I know if I'm walking, pleasing to the Lord? That's how. Oh, so spending more time with my family. That's we good. did get a question in there, though. Oh, really? It was, what is our favorite part of Colossians 1? Ooh, oh you my kick gosh. us off. <gasps> okay. Are you ready? I'm ready if you're not ready. <laughs> no, go ahead if you're, if okay. you're ready. So my favorite verse is verse 17 Colossians 1:17 He is before all things and in him all things hold together uh, different versions say different things some say hold together some say consist but it all means the same thing um, and that is my favorite verse because I'm a nerd <laughs> um, he is before all things that means that he was preeminent before everything existed. So we know Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Um, <laughs> Justin, that distracted me. <laughs> what did he say? I can't even read it. Justin said, Apostle Peter picked peppered pickles. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. All right. That is good. <laughs> hey, Tag. What's up? Hey, How's it tag. going? That's a good verse. That is. So I would I would like to share just a little bit longer okay. if I may. Okay. Verse 17, he is before all things and him all things hold together. Uh hold together also meaning endure. So if you're a chemistry or physics person, you may have heard of Coulomb's law and that just states basically that opposite forces attract and similar forces repel each other. But we we look at atoms. Okay, we're we're going down that route. Okay, so we, we look at <laughs> atoms, the nerd route. We look at atoms, and the nucleus of an atom is protons and neutrons. So according to Coulomb's law, the protons should not be clustered together; they should be dispersed, and the electrons that are floating around the in an orbit outside of the nucleus, they should be collapsed into the nucleus because opposite forces attract. Those electrons should be barreling towards those protons, 
but they're not. They are they're being held away from the protons in an orbit. And those protons are being held together in the nucleus. So that has confounded scientists for the longest time. And even to this day, we don't really know how that works. Um, We do have names for it, but we don't know how it is accomplished. But I would say that maybe God is holding it all together. Uh, Based on... Colossians one seventeen. that seems to, to be the case to me. Um, so I do like that verse, and there's a lot of things that you can do with it. Um, it also brings up a really good point that Joe Foch talked about in his teaching of this, this verse. And so... If we think about him holding everything together, each atom in the universe, um, it's it's amazing to me that when he was being beaten and whipped, right before he died on the cross, he was holding those knuckles together that that beat him, and holding the whip together that would be lashed across his back. So... When you think of this verse in that context, it brings a whole nother light to it. It's it's remarkable. So that is my favorite verse, my favorite part of Colossians 1. What you got? That was great. Thank you. I learned a lot about awesome. science and that. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, I obviously love that part of, the, of chapter 1-2, but... Um, Right now, what's ministering to me is nine. Well, it's more than just one verse. (laughs) Okay, so let's see. Mm. Okay, let's, I guess 10 would probably be better. 10 and 11. It says, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, may be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. So I really like that because um, it's talking about bearing fruit and like walking in the manner worthy of the Lord, um, which you kind of already touched on. But I love that, especially regardless of where you are, like in your faith, um, if you've been walking with the Lord for a long time or if you're a new believer, um, surrendering all of your actions and like your thoughts and your words to him are is so pleasing to him. Um, and then like we talked about in our podcast, just having quiet time and spending more time with him, you, you get to know the Lord more. And so the way to know like what he wants from you is by spending more time with him, having that call and that pull on your heart. And then also all of the instruction that he's given just in his word, which is so beautiful and all of that will produce that fruit. So it's not like you can just like push fruit out. (laughs) Everyone wants to bear fruit, but you can't just like make it happen. It's got to be something that naturally comes from the growth that you have in your faith. And so I think that's really beautiful. Um, And then 11 just talks about being strengthened with um, all the power um, and the glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. Um, And so like even when you're going through hard trials in your life just finding the joy that he's given you in that and so like 
when you're talking to the Lord, like, what, why are you putting me through this? I'm trying to find the joy in this. Um, but just realizing, like, there is joy in those moments. Maybe he, the joy is that you're going to overcome this eventually, obviously, um, but you're going to learn that. And then maybe you can use that part of your testimony to minister to someone else one day. And so there's joy in that. Um, and then, of course, patience, which we find from long suffering. So, yeah, I really like those, those Awesomeness. parts of that. Thank you for sharing that. Ah. If y'all have a favorite part of Colossians 1, throw it up and we will read it. Throw it up, throw it up. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Do we get anything else? I can't see that far away. Tag is taking a break from work, so he can't stay long. Tag, I hope work is going well. And you and I are one of the essentials, apparently. Because I'm still working, too. I actually... So, (laughs) yeah. So, the reason we didn't start the live video until a little bit later, (laughs) I got stuck in the middle of a field trying to deliver hay to some cows. And um, so, as you can imagine, that took a while to to be freed from. But I made it. (laughs) And then I was on, the, on the way back, <laughs> Madison texts me and says, I'm on the, on a, I'm stuck on a call with a manager. <laughs> so I rush back as quick as I can hop in the shower so that she wouldn't hate me. And now we're here. So yes, we are blessed to still be working though. Yeah, that's a good that is awesome. To have. Yes. I love okay, it. Okay. Faith said that she likes verse 13. Did you see that? Yes. Go for it. Okay, so 13 says, He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, that's a good one, too. Yeah, that is such a good one. So, from darkness to light, there's a, a contrast there. And he has rescued us from the domain of darkness. Um, we do know that Satan is the ruler of the world at this moment in time and that is found in a part of the bible (laughs) ephesians 2 (laughs) in ephesians 2 it tells us that satan is ruling the world and uh, this verse colossians 1 13 tells us that jesus has rescued us from that bondage that is in satan uh, that is currently in the world and has transferred us or kind of like an accountant would transfer money from one account to another. He is, he's transferred us from an account of darkness to an account of light and hope with Jesus. So that, that is an awesome verse. I love it. Yep. I like that too. It just gives like, when you read it, you're like, Oh, it just gives you like that peace. It feels so good to know that we're no longer stuck in that just dark and ugly place that the lord's freed us from that so that feels good absolutely i have noticed that i say absolutely a lot that's i'll be working on that (laughs) i'm sorry okay Okay. justin says verse 9 we've got a couple other verse 13s we've got a 13 through 14 so 14 is in whom we have redemption the forgiveness of sins kind of a a continuation of that verse 13 yep talking about the son is the one yep So let's hop up to verse 9. 
Justin's favorite verse? For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Yes. That, uh, Justin also says, prayer for others is so important. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Two of them things. So, yes, Justin, uh, it is very important. And we see that Paul did not cease to pray for these these people in Colossae. So we should take note and try to do the same. Verse 24. Hop down to verse 24. Hop on down. You want to go ahead and read that for yep. us? Um, it says, Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake and in my flesh. I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body that is in the church that is the church it says that he rejoices in his sufferings for their sake i don't know about you but i have trouble rejoicing in my sufferings for my own sake much less for someone else's so that's that's a big deal for paul um yeah it's showing his sacrificial love though which is yeah like amazing yes and and in my flesh I do my share on behalf of his body, which is the church, in filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions. So this is this is an interesting verse, and it's a good one, but it's something that you don't want to be confused about, really. So especially in the part where it says, in filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions. So this is not not speaking to propitiation for our sins. This is not a redeeming affliction that Paul is going through. This is simply... So when Jesus died on the cross, that was propitiation for our sins. That was accounted to us for righteousness. And so in Christ, we are righteous by that. And Paul had nothing to do with the redeeming work of Christ. That was Christ and Christ alone. But Paul is saying that now he is sharing in those afflictions of Christ, and in that he is filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions. So I hope that that kind of sheds some light on that, or maybe muddies it even more. But you should look into that verse and study that a little bit more. Uh, it is a good one, but one that we want to be sure in. You have anything to add? Yeah, I, I really like that. Um, I like that, obviously, he mentions in thirteen fourteen he's talking about salvation there. And then so in 24, when he's talking about like his works and how he's, it's like he's dedicating them to the Lord. Um, and of course, yeah, it's not going towards salvation, but it's like what we're doing with our life once we're saved like, now what? And so he's dedicating what he's doing in his life to the Lord, and it comes with affliction. Awesome. And then to piggyback on verse 24, I want to share with you 2 Corinthians 1 5. 2 Corinthians 1 5. For just as the sufferings of Christ are ours in abundance, so also. Our comfort is abundant through Christ. So there's a little encouragement 
the sufferings. <laughs> oh, Tag is on the struggle bus right now, it looks like. Tag says, I've been fighting a Duramax transmission for three days. Needs to be done by tomorrow, so no choice. Yeah, that's a tough place to be, buddy. Yeah. Justin feels for you, Tag. (laughs) (laughs) I can't say I can relate, but it sounds like challenging times. Yep, yep. Is that an engine? Uh, Duramax transmission. It's the transmission. It's not the engine. (laughs) But, But it is under the hood of a truck, yes. I guess I thought all of everything under the hood was the engine. Well, it basically is. Okay, so yeah. I wasn't that far off. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> KD says that her favorite verse is 9, 2, and then cool. Emma's is 10 and 11. Ooh, Let's yeah. hop up to that 10 and 11. Nice. We'll just read that one more time. Yeah. Starting in verse 10, So that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please Him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might, for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience, joyously. And 12, giving thanks to the Father, who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. Had to throw 12 in just to complete Paul's sentence. 12 is so good. 12 is good, though. Yep. All right. Do we have any more questions, comments, concerns, rumors, war stories? What did Tag say? One of Chevy's great ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. The transmission, now that I know what it's called. (laughs) Yes. I suppose it was one of their great ideas. I don't know much about trucks, but is is that an Allison transmission tag? Am I correct in thinking that? Oh, how I got stuck in the field. So, (laughs) Miss Beth wants to know how I got stuck in the field. Hi, Beth. (laughs) So, my boss has asked me to put hay out for some mama cows. So, I went to get the hay at one of my boss's houses, and the field in which the hay was in was soupy Mm. so following my boss's directions i drive straight out into the field not thinking about if it's wet or not and it bogs down and i'm not kidding when i tell you that this was at 504 that i got stuck so so yeah, I drive into that field. It's 5:04. Luckily, my boss's wife is out for a walk with the baby. So she sees me in my misfortune and she goes and gets her big F250 and she gets a chain and we pull the little work truck out of the field. So I think Madison, you probably thought it was in my little car that I got stuck. <laughs> I was like <laughs> It was not in my car. It was in the work truck. I was like, surely he's not in his car, like, no, absolutely not. (laughs) That would not work. The little Chevy Captiva is not up for that. (laughs) But that is how I got stuck in the field, and she got me out. Is someone gonna come help you or what? (laughs) Yeah, she did help me. I got out. I got 
hay from a different place. And then I was driving back by her as she continued to walk with the baby. And she was like, Kason. She was yelling at me. So I slowed down to see what she needed. She was like, you've got a flat. So, <laughs> so I just... On the work truck? It was or? actually on the hay buggy that was oh. attached to the work truck. So I had a, a bale on and I was about to go put it out and got a flat tire. So that was lovely. They let me unload the hay and take the hay buggy off at their house. And then I proceeded to return to my car to get back here as fast as lawfully possible. And we will leave it at that. Yes. Did you stop at all the lights? Yes. That were red. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't stop at the green ones. Hopefully not. Yeah. Beth, I'm glad that you got a laugh out of my misfortune. (laughs) That is wonderful. I'm sure everyone did. I'm so happy to hear that. (laughs) Okay, Justin says Psalm 69.2 is my life verse for today. Life verse? Yes. That means it's really good. Well, yeah. (laughs) Probably means that it's very applicable. You're going to get there so much faster because you're on the computer. 69. Two. All right, here we go. I have sunk deep. I have sunk in deep mire, and there is no foothold. I have come into deep waters, and a flood overthrows me. So, yes, that does seem to describe my life today, at least the past couple of hours. Except a flood has not overthrown me. So, in that regard, I am in great shape. And verse 3, I am weary with my crying, my throat is parched, my eyes fail while I wait for my God. So, I can't say that I'm I'm that down yet. So, I'm, I'm doing a lot better than the psalmist here. And for that, I'm grateful. Katie says, don't cuddle with a chicken. Yeah. So, I don't so know. I'm curious as to where she learned not to cuddle with a chicken. Where did you learn to do such? In the chicken coop. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> of course. So that is something that I learned from my little sister who loves to cuddle with just about any animal. Yeah. So you can, in fact, cuddle with a chicken if the chicken is nice enough. But that's a key. You don't uh, cuddle with an angry chicken. You've trained your chicken to jump like a dog. That's cool. That's impressive. Bubba and your chicken should hang out. That might not <laughs> be well. I don't know what he would do if he saw a chicken, honestly. He might flip. <laughs> awesome. I'm glad that encouraged you. Yes, Justin. Thank you so much for that encouragement. I appreciate it. Bubba would have a little snack. Yes, he likely would. And he would likely enjoy it very much. Raw? With feathers? Oh, dogs don't cook their meat. I cook his meat. Are you serious? Wait, what? You think what? I give him raw food? <laughs> no way. Sick. Okay, let's let's unpack this from the beginning. What kind of meat do you feed your dog? Well, mainly dog food, but like if I give him chicken, I boil it for him. 
Okay. That's only when he has belly issues. Okay, so you f- you feed him chicken, but you boil it. Yeah. Okay. I don't I don't just wring the neck and like throw it at him and have him get to it. <laughs> Do you live in an apartment? No. Well, it's a, it's a duplex. Duplex. Okay. So more feasible to wring the neck and throw it at him, I guess. <laughs> but it sounds like a messy process. I don't know. Well, I would just let him out back first. Probably be fine. Okay. Anyways, okay. A little bit, little bit off topic. Kind of. <laughs> sort of. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast and hearing what we had to say about Colossians and listening to some of our funny comments that we had as well. Um, we look forward to talking with you next time. Tune in and make sure you stay up to date with all of our um, posts that we have on our Instagram page at CF ph underscore students thanks so much for tuning in we'll see you next time